This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 406th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. In my quest to figure out how to create a safe space for my creative pursuits within the demands of real life, I'm seriously toying with the idea of setting up two different workspaces. One with a computer with my email and social media accounts for business stuff, and one with just Scrivener and my manuscript documents for writing. Last year, I consistently took my outlining notebook outside to work, and I loved it. It was a surprisingly peaceful experience just to be away from the computer and its distractions and temptations. However, for some stages of the process, I do, of course, need access to my computer and an ergonomic typing situation. Not to mention that the weather prevents me from writing outside all year round. So the idea of creating a little writing-only haven is very attractive. I'm not entirely sure how to make this work, since I really don't want to have to make space for and furnish two separate office stations, but I can sense how holistic it would be for both the business and the writing sides of my day, so we'll see how it goes. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, Four Ways to Prevent Formulaic Story Structure. One of the most common concerns writers have about story theory is the fear of creating formulaic story structure. If you're following a set pattern of dictated beats for your story, then won't your story lack originality? Won't readers see the expected plot turns coming from a mile off? Indeed, won't story structure inhibit your creativity by forcing you to conform to a preconceived format? These are all valid questions. Fiction is an art. And as artists, most writers enter the arena wanting to give free reign to their imaginations. It's all about self-expression and creative abandon. Structure sounds, well, too structured. Add to that the fact that we can all look to certain genres and immediately start pointing out similarities, tropes, and cliches. We don't want our stories to look like that. But if we have to follow formulaic story structure, Isn't that exactly what we're doomed to? So let's examine these questions a little more microscopically and then talk about how you can take advantage of story structure without worrying about your stories becoming formulaic. So yes, it's true. Story structure is a formula. Three acts, seven major turning points. The reason story structure even exists as a concept is because writers, over time, have recognized and analyzed and broken down the patterns that arise consistently in almost all successful stories across centuries, nations, cultures, religions, and genders. These patterns exist for a couple reasons. Number one, they are reflections of the similar patterns that span the human experience. Unique as we each may be, we are all on essentially the same journey. We are born, we struggle, we die. On an even more intimate level, we also share similarities within our most personal experiences. Self-doubt, losing a loved one, reaching a goal, falling in love, searching for the meaning of life. These are distinguishable arcs. Questions and challenges arise, and we either rise to them or fall before them. It's a pattern, a formula, in a sense. Reason number two. The patterns of life are ingrained in our psyches. Because we live these patterns and see them lived in the lives around us, 
We understand them and resonate with them on a deep and primal level. They are a foundational part of who we are as humans. As such, we instinctively relate to them and mimic them in our own storytelling experiences. Like many authors, my relationship to story structure started with outright rejection. Until the moment, I realized the stories I had written before I even knew story structure existed were, in fact, instinctively following this so-called formula. All the acts and plot points were there. I was writing what I knew. I was instinctively mimicking the human experience in my stories and recreating its familiar and necessary beats as I tried to bring my characters realistically to life. So, yes, story structure is formulaic. But that's not a bad thing. That's the whole point. Story structure is nothing more or less than a recognition of how life works and an attempt to purposefully recreate it in a dramatic and emotionally powerful way on the page. But yeah, I know, the very word formulaic still has you cringing, right? That's because there is certainly such a thing as story structure crossing the line into rigidity, predictability, and outright tedium. But where is that line? How can you use structure to create reliably good stories without ending up with what every writer dreads? Formulaic story structure. Learning how to properly use story structure is a balancing act. Authors must learn to internalize a conscious knowledge of story theory so they can harmonize their logical understanding with their instinctive understanding. Most of the problems with story structure, either the lack of it or the over-reliance on it, arise because authors are overcompensating in one direction or another. Either they are ignoring the importance of structure in an attempt to blindly feel their way through a story, or they are forcing themselves to adhere rigidly to a set of rules at the expense of their own individuality and creativity. Both extremes are mistakes. So here are four ways to find the perfect balance. Tip number one, understand the difference between genre expectations and genre cliches. In observing formulaic storytelling in action, I find it's rarely the story structure causing the problem. Rather, the sense of overfamiliarity with certain plot beats is more likely arising from specific genre tropes. All good stories, regardless of their genre, are built upon the skeleton of basic story structure. As I explore in the story structure database on my site, you can find the same important plot points with the same timing across genres and mediums. However, the guidelines often become even narrower in certain genres, such as romance, action, mystery, and westerns. Readers of any genre will always expect to find certain things in their books. Indeed, that's the whole point of genre. It's a marketable niche that guides readers to finding the elements they most enjoy. It's important to fulfill your readers' expectations. If they start reading your romance only to find no romance, they're not going to like it. However, it's just as important to distinguish between genre expectations and genre cliches. Readers may want the same old thing, but that doesn't mean they want the same old thing. 
one of the first things I do in outlining a new story is start a list of answers to the questions, what will readers expect and what won't readers expect? Some of the answers to the first question tell me the beats I know I need to fulfill. Other answers tell me which expectations I can subvert in order to buck genre cliches and attempt something original. In short, subverting genre tropes doesn't alter foundational story structure in the least. Rather, with the strong basis of that structure underneath you, you have the security to try as many new and interesting things as your imagination can dream up. Tip number two. Embrace the consistent emotional pattern of strong story arcs. Story structure is awesome sauce. It really is. Aside from just the geekiness of realizing there's this incredible pattern that explains why humans relate so powerfully to well-told stories, it's also a tremendously valuable tool in the hand of any author. It's the secret ingredient. In the early days before I understood structure, I felt as though I was in a constant struggle with my stories, trying to figure out how to make them as relatable, powerful, and good as possible, and yet never quite knowing how I was even supposed to define those terms. Story structure is just the beginning. Story theory is the guiding star that leads to the ever-broadening horizons of character and theme. Together, this trifecta, plot, character, and theme, give you the understanding and ability of what is required to create stories with consistently powerful emotional arcs. These arcs work because they're real. They work because we all live them out time and again in our own lives. They work because in understanding how life works, we instantly understand how to better comment upon it via realistic and compelling characters. In short, don't fight story structure. The irony is that avoiding it probably will not help you write stories that are less formulaic. Indeed, embracing story structure is the first step to a wider world of true originality. Tip number three, learn structure, trust the structure, Fly free. When you're first learning story structure, it can feel clunky. You just want to write this big, beautiful story bubbling out of you. But now you have all these rules and regulations you're supposed to be aware of. You're trying to make your logical brain and your creative brain work at the same time. And it often feels awkward. But stick with it. True mastery of structure involves growing beyond the need to constantly consult a checklist of must-dos. The better you understand structure, and the more fully you integrate it on a subconscious level, the less you'll need to consciously consult it. Occasionally, people will ask me, how do you use the workbooks you've written on outlining story structure and character arcs? The answer is, I don't. I don't need to anymore. I still outline my stories with a conscious seeking of story structure, but I understand what is required by that structure on a deep enough level that I don't have to run through an external checklist. Workbooks and beat sheets are great tools, but they should also be a stepping stone to learning story structure so deeply that you reach a point of harmonizing your conscious and subconscious creativity. For example, when I started consciously structuring my stories, I would initially have to look for the first plot point. 
I would have to brainstorm the proper event that could launch my story into the adventure world of the conflict. These days, first plot points find me. A scene idea will come, and I will immediately and instinctively understand this is going to be the story's first plot point, which then gives me the focal point to imagine the rest of the story around this event. In short, put in the due diligence to your apprenticeship to story structure. It will be difficult at first, but the more you study and practice, the more instinctive it will become until the day you no longer even need to think of the story structure as being a separate entity from the story itself. When that day comes, your creativity will no longer be a wild Mustang, but rather a powerful, muscled, trained racehorse. And tip number four. Accept imperfections and deviations from ideal story structure. So, the rules. Some writers love them so much they burrow into them like a mound of comfy blankets. Other writers immediately go all wild-eyed and flee as if their lives depended on it. Not surprisingly, reality lies somewhere in between. Story structure is more than a guideline. It's important because it is almost universal in its ability to create stories that work. Story structure is a precise science, but it's not an exact science. A few years ago, the website Slate notoriously posted about how Blake Snyder's book Save the Cat and its script-writing beat sheets had turned Hollywood movies into robotic clones. The article's author, Peter Suderman, contrasted this with the more general exploration of story theory as presented in Sid Field's screenplay and Robert McKee's story. He wrote that screenplay gurus like Sid Field and Robert McKee touted the essential virtues of three-act structure for decades. For Field and McKee, three-act structure is more of an organizing principle, a way of understanding the shape of a story. Field's story paradigm, for example, has just a handful of general elements attached to broad page ranges. Field and McKee offered the screenwriter's equivalent of cooking tips from your grandmother, general tips and tricks to guide your process. Snyder, on the other hand, offers a detailed recipe with step-by-step instructions. Now, I'm not anti-cat in the least. It's full of great and practical advice, but this approach is far more formulaic than the kind of integrated understanding of story that I'm talking about. And there comes an unfortunate point where some authors are so determined to nail down every single moment on a specific beat sheet that they end up missing the forest for the trees. Even the seven beats of story structure in their respective timings, as I teach them, don't have to be adhered to rigidly. There's breathing room. The story is still king, even though you must be in tune enough with good storytelling to really understand what your monarch is telling you. In short, I've yet to write a story that was perfectly structured. I don't even know if I've even read or watched a story that was perfect. So don't sweat it. An understanding of why certain beats are important is much more useful than a blind adherence to checklists and timelines. Don't get hung up on the concept of story structure. Even the word sounds a little bit like a straitjacket, doesn't it? Instead, focus on the underlying story theory. Suddenly there's room to breathe once more. The only reason story structure is important is because it is the fundamental principle that has arisen from story theory. 
from the exploration of transforming the abstracts of storytelling into the concrete facts of technique. Story structure exists, there's no denying that, but from that realization, it's just one exciting step to gaining the skills to consciously implement that structure in your stories in a holistic and personal way. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.